millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Coming up for you today, WWE are teasing the return of a huge star. Tony Khan speaks out about Kevin Owens and MJF. We've got the real reason why they split AJ Styles and Omos. And Vince McMahon will cut whoever the hell he wants, and there's nothing you can do about it. Hello, ho, ho, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, Santa Cleary, once again holding down the fort here on What Culture Wrestling to bring you the true meaning of Christmas aggregated wrestling content. This is the news! Alright, so we'll start with last night's NXT for a change because who normally talks about NXT? There's actually quite a few interesting things that happened on that show and I might just drop a few of them in like little after eights or aperitifs at the end of this main course of news I'm going to bring you now. There was a backstage segment involving MSK and Imperium wasn't there and Riddle was there and they were talking about oh how we, we've got more friends than you have and Imperium went oh, that's really the case is it? And anyway they said that while they do have a was he a mentor or a sensei whatever Riddle is with MSK they have a general okay so that's that's Walter that means that means Walter's coming back you have not seen Walter probably since he lost the NXT UK Championship to Ilya Dragunov you remember that match that still hurts to watch. You've not seen him on television since then, or he has done a number of WWE house shows. I think he's beating up Cesaro across the UK when they were over here, and they did loan him to uh, WXW for that reunion show to beat Cara Noir. So he has been busy. He's not been doing around nothing, but he is looking like he's being teased for a return to NXT 2.0, which is interesting, isn't it? Because if there's anybody, if there's anybody from NXT 1.0 who on a vibes level, maybe feels like he slightly doesn't fit with the whole wacky, colourful, tits and teeth new NXT. It's probably Walter. He's a very serious guy, and they're trying to not be such a serious show. But, I don't know if you've seen him on the old social media since he left. The guy is... He's been... So, you know, maybe. Maybe comes back as a surfer dude. Maybe just comes back really hench. Maybe comes back as... I don't know, fun-loving Walter, who chops for pleasure rather than 
responsibility or something. I don't know. Either way, looks like Walter's coming back, and that is quite exciting. All right, next up, we've got one of these absolutely classic stories that I like to do, where it's essentially just me reading a few quotes that have been said by someone far more famous and interesting than I, and then you can decide whether or not that's interesting. Uh, Tony Khan, you know him. He's the guy who, uh, this guy who runs AEW. You know, you know the guy. You've seen him before. He's been doing an interview with CBS Sports where they asked him loads of questions because, of course, if you were interviewing Tony Khan, as we perhaps would like to do, Tony, then you would ask him loads of interesting questions. But two of the major talking points surrounding both MJF's potential departure to WWE, we know they are interested, and Kevin Owens' potential departure from WWE to AEW, which, of course, ended with him signing a highly lucrative new contract. Now, first of all, the quote on Kevin Owens. He simply says, I would have been interested in that. He confirms that he would love to have had Kevin Owens in AEW. I would have been interested in that. He's a great wrestler. I think he ended up signing for what I believe is probably a lot of money. I think that's great and good for him. We have a lot of people spotlighted here, and he's great. Any company he goes to, he'll be a great wrestler for them. Now, that is... That is a diplomatic way of saying, yes, we really, really wanted him, but they threw silly money at them. Of course, you remember Dave Meltzer at the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that Kevin Owens' new contract is somewhere in the region of two to three million dollars, which is coincidentally exactly what I am worth, but obviously don't get. Anyway, Owens has since, he's now committed to WWE for the short to medium term, not ruling out the possibility he could go to AEW in the future, but for now, he stays with WWE. And of course, on the flip side of this coin, there was talk about MJF, wasn't there? MJF has kicked off his own little bidding war for himself over on Twitter. Genius tactic, I think. Might try it myself at some point. Uh, and the talk is that WWE are really, really interested in defiant alumni Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Now, this is quite a long-winded quote where he kind of talks around the point, but I'll give you the gist of it. I think that's great in reference to WWE's interest in MGF. I think that's great. I encourage that. I think they should keep talking about him because he's a wrestler that's a big part of AEW and is signed here for a few more years. So I think, please keep giving us that buzz because he's been getting great ratings for his segments. And those have also been featuring CM Punk, yada, yada. Basically, Tony Khan then devolves this quote and him just talking about how great AEW is and all the great things AEW are doing and how he's actually gone and signed loads of WWE guys. He literally mentions Punk, uh, Danielson, Cole and Ruby Soho. So, not not rattled in a way, but certainly in a, oh, fine with it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, fine, no. Oh, no, I actually I actually really like it when they try and sign us. Yeah, oh, no, I do. Yeah, I love it when they sign our, our stars because uh, oh, I sign theirs. I sign theirs. Look at all their stars I've signed. Yeah. Who's bothered? That's kind of the vibe that's, that's coming off this. I don't know. Tony Khan's a great worker. He loves to promote things. I'm sure he actually is delighted that WWE are talking about MGF because that gets MGF talked about outside the AW bubble. And, of course, to achieve pop culture penetration, friends, you have to be talked about away from your own your own fan base. So, yeah. I think Kevin Owens will go to AEW at some point, and I actually think MGF will go to WWE at some point. Those are my hot takes on both of those. I think that wrestling should be more nebulous. I think the forbidden door should not even be a thing we talk about. I think wrestlers should go from here to there and everywhere. And I think the spirit of the indies, where people go and explore new territories, go and explore new characters, go and explore new rivalries, should just be a normal thing. You've been conditioned to think they must sign long-term exclusive contracts for years and years and years because WWE have been the only player in town for so long. You've been conditioned to think that. I don't think it should be that way. I think it should be this way. Okay, now you may have seen AJ Styles on NXT last night, which was quite interesting, obviously, because it's not like he's doing nothing on the main roster. He has just split from his tag team partner, Omos. Now, if you didn't see that on Monday Night Raw, 
Oh, can they coexist? No, they, they could not coexist. Almost refused to take a tag from Styles, who was then immediately hit with the most devastating move in all of professional wrestling, the surprise roll-up. And that is them. That's them split. Almost like, next time you see me, it's going to be in a match. And Styles was like, okay, you're my tag team partner. I see you in a match every single week. That kind of fell flat for me. But anyway, they're going to do a match. They're going to do a quick rivalry. And there have been all this talk. If you recall, that the plan was to split Omos up from AJ Styles in the draft, but they decided he wasn't quite ready for that. They didn't have the story for him, etc., etc. And now, mere weeks later, kind of, kind of weeks later, they've now just split them up anyway. And if that seemed like it was a bit of a rush job for you, then our pals over at WrestleVote have some insight on that. Basically, if it felt like they sped up Ojo, Ojo, Ojo and Amos Styles. It's because they did. Sources within the company say both superstars have significant plans in early 2022 and wanted any type of blow-off program done prior to the Rumble and Mania angles. Which is interesting because I actually thought this might be AJ Styles and almost his Mania angle itself. But obviously, obviously not. Maybe Styles is going to work. What's he called? Paul Weller? Grayson Waller? Whatever his name is in NXT. Maybe that's AJ Styles' plan. Maybe he's going to go down there full-time. Maybe he's going to do something at TakeOver instead of WrestleMania. Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? But as for Omos, I think we discussed it on the podcast yesterday, didn't we? This is, uh, this is going to be great in the short term. I have complete confidence in them doing this in the short term because Styles is such a steady hand. He will bump like crazy for him. But after that, oh, anyone's guess. Right, and, uh, well, not the and finally, but and finally in regards to the news stories. You may recall over the past few years that WWE likes to take a big hand and a knife and just cut, 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 and just get rid of huge swathes of their roster seemingly at the drop of a hat. Now, if I was an independent contractor with WWE and being asked to sign a new multi-year lucrative long-term contract, I would ask for a no-cut clause in a clause that says, here are the, here are the break points at which you can release me, but you can't just... You can't just look at a spreadsheet one day and decide I'm on too much money. That gives me no job security. That means I could be sacked tomorrow, regardless of what's going on. That's no way to live. And apparently, uh, the higher-ups at WWE were like, yeah, you know what? That probably is fair enough. There's a few people who were renegotiating with at the minute, Kevin Owens being a great example, who we would definitely be open to them having a no-cut clause in there. We think we can offer certain stars a degree of security. That's the story. Well, according to Fightful Select... That was the story until it got to Vince. And he was like, no, no, you can't do that. No, you're not putting any no-cut clauses in anybody's contract because then I won't be able to cut people. And I really like cutting people, pal. So that's that. Look, I really, I really hate when we do stories that is basically just Vince McMahon has shady business practices or Vince McMahon is personally a bad guy. I hate those stories because they're normally completely unfounded and I think maybe lack a bit of nuance. How can any of us understand what it's like to be the head of a multi-billion dollar company and the pressures and responsibilities that come with that? So I normally, I normally don't like doing those stories. But I think in the case of Fightful Select here and their reports that Vince McMahon has outlawed no-cut contract clauses because he really likes to cut people, I think... We can all come together in the spirit of Christmas, can't we? And we can acknowledge that that is truly piece of sh** behaviour, can't we? We can, we can all do that. 
Alright, so I've been kind of negligent on the Twitter questions lately, so I'm just going to put my feet up. I'm going to go through my mentions on Twitter. Thank you so much if you supplied a question over the last couple of weeks. I'm just going to answer quickfire everything that I've been getting asked. First of all, this is a non-wrestling thing I just want to address. I've had this picture sent to me about a million times in the last two days. Sam Fender, if you don't know, he's a UK artist. He's actually from the region. He's got an upcoming big gig at Finsbury Park in London. He's had this poster, which I really like, because Boris Johnson being roasted on a spit, but also... Everybody on the planet has asked me if that is meant to be me in the middle. As Newcastle's most favourite son, is that me in the middle? And to that I say, if it is, I ain't ruling it out. I am adored. If it is, they didn't tell me. So I don't think it's me, but you can stop asking now because I, I don't have the answers you want. Anyway, okay, Reese Macy writes, question for today. Can you actually imagine MJF signing with WWE? The way his character works, it seems quite bad, etc, etc, etc. Actually loving you and Michael Sidgwick. Well, not often you hear that at the end of a sentence, but I actually can't. I actually think that if you, if you rule people out of moving between companies because of their existing character, you restrict yourself to, like, all kinds of stuff. It's like... It's like saying you didn't think Pac was going to work anywhere else because of the whole Mighty Mouse superhero shtick wasn't really working. Like, he had to develop that bastard gimmick, didn't he? And then WWE didn't like it, so he went elsewhere with it, and it was it was perfect. So I would trust MGF implicitly to make that work somewhere else. Uh, all right, here's one I get asked a lot. This is Follow Thick Boogs, very nice, very fat on Twitter. Uh, will we ever get the rest of the story from when you left NXT ups and downs? Did you guys WWE that stuff? and start a story without figuring out how it would end first. Well, you've done me a disservice there, because we absolutely figured out how we were going to end that, and the way we were going to end that was by not ending it. We just thought it would be... We thought, A, it would be really funny, and B, more people would get that that was the joke if we just had no conclusion to it whatsoever. And people were like, well, where's the... Con Understandably, everyone was like, well, where's the conclusion? You morons. Why, could we, why is there no closure on this? So we, that, that was the plan... That was the plan all along, and also it left the door open in case, I don't know, like Simon was ill, I had to take some time off, or I had to fill in for anybody. I could just then magically reappear with a nonsensical explanation, or just brush it all under the carpet. We thought we would do WWE stuff with it, that's that's the answer to that one. Uh, let's have a look. Shag, Mary, I'm not doing that one. Uh, which active wrestler do you think is the best across all promos? Well, uh, thank you to uh, Abdallah El Nasati there for suggesting... Uh, MGF, because that's actually just uh, that's just my answer. Uh, hey, Adam Cleary. This is from Razzo119. Long time listener, first time question asker. Who do you think will be the first one to take a pinfall or submission loss out of Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, or CM Punk? Ooh. Ah, well, the first one to ever face Hook is the simple answer to that. I think... God, it's really difficult because you don't know what you're going to do with them. Adam Cole, maybe, would be my answer to that. I think you could bring somebody in. To I think there's a, there's a good tension storyline going on there, which he would need to eat a loss in order to do. But it's, one of that, it's tough. It is tough. It is tough, that one. But I am going to say Adam Cole. Uh, Kenny Frawley asks, do you think the 2.0 rebrand has killed NXT? I certainly do. No. We talked about this on the podcast as well, didn't we? It needed something. It, it just... It, like I said, it felt like that person who you see in the pub at Christmas every year who just hasn't changed, hasn't really evolved, hasn't grown, and the rest of the world has left them behind. They're still fun, you still like them, but just they needed to do something different. Whether or not it was doomed from the start and nothing was going to save it, I don't know. But while I do prefer the old NXT to 2.0, I am glad they are doing 2.0 because they needed to do, needed to do something. If anything can save it, 
it, it is it is the whole tits and teeth thing, I think. Right, so yes, that was all the news that was fit to print over on whatculture.com slash WWE and all the Twitter questions I could be bothered to do because now I have to go review the Matrix because... It's just, just me, just every, I gotta do everything. I don't mind, it's not me complaining, I'm having a great time. It's actually really fun and I am going slightly mad as you might be able to tell, but thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to everyone who submitted a Twitter question. So I've got two more days of this. If you want another one, get it in my mentions at Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. Again, cannot say how touched I am about all the love and outpouring I've been getting for this with everybody still just spelling my name wrong to keep me humble. I really, I really do appreciate that. But in the meantime, thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Go out and read some articles on whatculture.com slash WWE, even if you're not a wrestling fan. Don't know why you've watched this, but we've got all kinds of stuff over there for you to enjoy. But in the meantime, I've been Adam Cleary. This has been the news. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you Friday. I'll see you for that little gap between Christmas and New Year. I am having the time of my life. And I've never felt this way, but I'm bad at outros. I am bad at outros. I'll work on it. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.